everyone, and welcome to episode 12 of Phaser Friday. Um, my name is Luke Eggerbrotten, and I'm the host of this podcast. Uh, before I dive into introducing our guest, I got to thank our episode 12 sponsors. You've heard me talk about them before, but our episode 12 sponsors is Turf Wars Racing. Turf Wars Racing is a grass drag racing event located near Cormorant, Minnesota. Uh, it is a head-to-head style racing uh, between side-by-sides, quads, dirt bikes, lawnmowers, uh, kind of whatever you have, you can probably race it at Turf Wars. They have their summer event, which is usually the first Saturday of June. And they also just finished up their first ever winter Turf Wars, and that was on December 18th. They had tons of snowmobiles, side-by-sides, a little bit of everything out there as well. So Thanks again, Turf Wars, for continuing to be such a big sponsor of Phaser Friday. And with that, I can't wait to dive into this interview. Uh, I've got a big guest out of Maryland, a good friend of mine. We've been doing business together for a little while. Um, Owner, operator, CEO, the man that does it all, Devin Burrs. All right. Like I said, uh, so excited to have our guest, uh, Devin Burrs on the line right now. Devin, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going good. And yourself? Dude, doing great. Uh, been waiting for this uh, for a long time to have you on the show. So I definitely appreciate you jumping on here. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Uh, it took a little bit to, yeah. <laughs> to have it, I guess. Uh, we, you know, we had to but, we had to wait till we built up our audience a little bit just to make sure that they could all see you. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I hear you. So we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, if you don't mind uh, introducing yourself, you know where you're from, what you do for a living, and we can go from there. Uh, yeah, my name is Devin Burrs. Um, I'm from Maryland. I run an excavation grading, concrete, and I guess you could say landscape construction company. Uh. Yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> which uh, which city in Maryland again? Oh, yeah. Um, just outside of Baltimore. So our office is in Catonsville, but our shop is in Woodstock. Um, but, you know, like we talk, we do work all across Maryland. So Maryland, right. D.A. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what year did you start your business? Legally? Uh I think it's 18 I started legally was the the start of the business name, but um, I guess you could say I've been, because first it was landscape construction and maintenance. What I did there was in high school. So, you know, um, junior year, sophomore year of high school is when I basically started that. So if you want to truly say something, it'll be from then. Yeah. 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 So you've been doing a long time. Um, you know, like we mentioned dirt devil enterprises, uh, how'd you come up with, how'd you come up with the name? And it has changed, you know, since then a little bit too, but (laughs) yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was originally dirt devil landscaping. You're helping with the whole rebranding. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, now it's dirt devil enterprises. It's been a vision, since the beginning, just the process as far as getting here. Um, but as far as Dirt Devil, it more so came from a childhood nickname, um, which is Dirt Devil. And that's more so because of baseball. Um, mm-hmm. Quick on the bases was a good base runner, <laughs> you know, pinch runner as well. So, yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of where I'm from. Definitely. You know, I'm, I'm 
I've just been so excited to have this interview with you and like really just dive in. It's more so of a conversation. You know, we've had, you and I have had many of these conversations, but I just think it's so interesting to dive into a little bit more of your life and your business, um, because I know a lot of our listeners are in the dirt world, whether they're blue collar workers, they may own their own excavation company, uh, different things like that. So um, I do have another question for you. Um, what's your favorite thing about working in the dirt world? Uh, I do apologize for that. That phone call came in. Um, oh, it's all good. So I'm not sure if that interrupted, but on my screen, he definitely did. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's all good. Uh, so really, it's just, what's your favorite thing about working in the dirt world? It's, it's such a different industry. Um, so what do you like so much about it? Um, more so, I guess you could say just kind of getting your hands down into it and actually being able to see the results of your fruits of your labor. Um, I think that's kind of like anything in like the construction industry. Um, I won't just, you know, lay it straight down the dirt world. I'll kind of just say in construction, because I mean, it's kind of, you know, the same way when you get on a site, you see a plumber electrician we're all kind of looking at each other's different skill sets in a you know a kind of a way and everything like that and I think we all kind of equally get a appreciation of right. not just getting a project done for someone but you know getting it done on a physical level and and then having you know that physical view at the same time to actually be able to appreciate it and be like I did that and it's always right. nice to come back and be like, oh, you know, that house right there, you know, we, we help build that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I have the same thoughts when I see like brands or branding. I'm like, yeah, we helped with that. You know, it's just, I feel like it's the same thing, except obviously we're behind a computer screen and we're more digital where you get yeah. to work with your hands and really get out there. And I think there's a lot of satisfaction in that seeing something how it is and then seeing the finished product and knowing that like you had a big, a big hand in that. Yeah. Um, what was the, what was like the first piece of equipment you bought that really made it real of like, okay, we're, we're jumping into this thing now. Oh, uh, my skid. I think that was the first, yeah, this it's a skid steer, mine, a skid yeah. steer or, or I guess, you know what, dude, let's go back. <laughs> let's say the truck, not even equipment. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll sit there and uh, say the truck. Cause like, I, I've always been in the trucks, <clears throat> excuse me. I've always been in the trucks, had lifted trucks, um, but they were always F-150s. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually what kind of like broke it for me is my last F-150 fully souped up, lifted all this rims, tires, all that. Um, yeah, selling that. I still miss it. Selling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet, dude. Um, to kind of like really dive in and take that leap, man. Um, yeah, that was kind of like the, a big step for me, but, um, going in equipment, like you said, uh, definitely, um, skid steer was the first thing that was definitely like, I've worked hard for this. It, yeah. you know, it, it, it had an emotional impact for me. And I, um, more than, you know, um, yeah. especially dealing with what I had to deal with in order to kind of like to get things like started and off the ground, you know what I mean? So, right. Definitely. No. And I, I get, I have the pleasure of working with, um, business owners and excavation companies and construction companies and all these owners where, you know, it's, it's different than the business I'm in, you know, where the startup cost for me is actually very, very low. Like the, 
to, to get into this business, all you need is Wi-Fi, really. And you need to know what to do and how to treat people. Um, you know, you and need a to computer. be good at, yeah, and a computer too. You need to be good at your job. Um, but what I mean is like, you know, there's a financial wall there um, a lot of times for contractors or if you want to start this business. So do you like say somebody's just getting started out? Do you recommend they work under somebody or rent equipment or how do you, I mean, it just seems like such a big purchase, even to buy a skid. Like, how do you recommend getting started in something like that? Uh, all of those answers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all of those answers you just gave, man. Um, because all of them are individual challenges, um, in and of itself, but at the same time, they, uh, they're all different business models too, you know, that you can implement and still run with, you know, later on as well, you know, renting equipment. I mean, I still do that. Um, but I, a lot of people don't know, man, I did that for about a year and a half with yeah. excavators and skids and larger excavators and everything like that before, um, actually making a purchase of my own. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was super costly, but you, you got, everyone had takes their leap at their own pace, you know? Um, so that's kind of like what it was for me is taking my leap at my own pace and, and also, you know, I'm gathering that knowledge, uh, working up under someone is definitely, you know, key, uh, right now I still have mentors and I still yeah. work up under certain like individuals or companies and everything like that in order to one, either build up my reputation or to build up my expertise or, or network in and of yeah. itself, um, you know, so, uh, like I said, all of it, I mean, it, it, all of it has a place in building a construction business. Yeah. Right. I mean, all of it has a place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really funny because, you know, you and I have been, you know, connected or at least have followed each other for a long time now. And we used to, our agency, uh, we used to just kind of take any small businesses, we would do their digital marketing. And, and now obviously as, as recently, um, we've, niche down into this, um, the dirt world. And, you know, so we only take on clients in the dirt world. And it's funny because I never grew up that way. You know, I never even had a construction job. I've never driven a skid steer, operated anything like that. And so it's funny now to see like what gets me going and what my Instagram feed looks like and everything like that. It's just the, the things that get me excited now with business is like all revolving around this dirt world. And I think I think yeah. I just have such an appreciation for the people in the industry. And I honestly think that's one of the biggest things. And, you know, Luke Payne and I got started together in 2020, we started working together and he owns black iron dirt and demolition. And he's really taught me a whole lot and vice versa. You know, we've kind of, we kind of feed off of each other, but I'm just like, dude, I need to get in one of these things and like destroy a, a playground or something like a play set or like a, a tree or something. Cause this, uh, Maybe I'm in the wrong industry because this stuff looks awesome. Dude, it's, it's nice to have on the side, man, which is kind of like even crazy, too, because I've thought about this. Uh, you know, even if even if like I ever had this business go part time again or sold it or whatever, like what equipment I keep, like it's it's like absolutely necessary that for me not to get rid of or anything. I apologize. My screen went dark there. Um and, and, and everything like that, just because it's been so like crucial, you know, to like my life, you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, I mean, we talked 
getting a little personal and everything. Um, you know, I had a tree fall on my house this week and everything. If I didn't have the tools, you know, yeah. or uh, let alone, you know, the connection, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to get it done as smoothly, as cleanly, and, you know, uh, definitely not as a cost effective, you know what I mean? Right. No, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, it, it's definitely a, definitely has turned, changed my life in a different kind of direction. I mean, even, even thinking about kids dude and that's a whole nother that's a whole look. nother that's a whole nother podcast so I'll, I'll bring you on that <laughs> one. Uh, but uh, so i will i am going to change gears here a little bit yeah. um i want to hear a little bit more you know about uh the story you had basically that put you in a wheelchair and that whole yeah. journey how you got i mean because that was while you're in your business and like starting that up wasn't it and if you don't yeah. mind just kind of walking through that and how things changed yeah man um yeah man uh dude that that's a little you know it's so weird um because honestly like I have to like put myself mentally into uh like the whenever I like talk about it and everything like that because like it it's been a while to like get here dude like a lot of people don't realize um just how how difficult I guess you could say is it it's been to get here um but yeah so I guess like I said it started at 17 18 um uh officially and everything like that um and that was in February I believe the month of February um I had my accident in April uh of April 13th um of one of the two of those years i'm sorry I, I still have like some memory loss and stuff but uh so i ended up getting into basically a motorcycle accident um i was coming home one night from after taking my friend my my close girlfriend and everything not girlfriend close girlfriend uh out to dinner and everything like that uh for her birthday um you know we grabbed a drink by to eat really just catching up I walked her over to uh, the bar that was close by um, that a lot of us and kind of like our group of friends were really going to back then. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to get on my bike, did all my normal check. I was completely sober. I um, have to go over that as well. Um, and yeah, man, I took off, went down the road. It was basically getting on the interstate to get on the highway and everything. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it kind of like happened in a flash. I ended up getting sideswiped, um, you know, around about 50 miles an hour, whichever that sent me into the guardrail, um, head on, um, that ejected me once I hit the guardrail, um, about 70, 75 feet into the woods, my bike continued another 250 feet down the road. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. The only reason why I'm here is uh, because uh, there was a bike rider and another car behind, you know, and, and this was at night too, dude. Um, right. So uh, not the best lighting, you know, lighting here and there as there usually are on the, um, uh, on the interstate and everything like that. And literally where I got ejected was right in between uh, these two light posts and everything. Um, uh, so basically, you know, 
you didn't have a good view. Like once, once uh, it went out, um, basically the bike rider told me a little when I met him um, later on. It was months, dude. It was months when I met that guy too. Um, crazy how the world works. Uh, but that I basically just disappeared into nothingness, and the only reason why he came, he actually came back to that spot because he followed my bike. Um, looking at my tail lights, and he saw that the bike had swerved at one point. So he went back to where he had thought it swerved and saw where the impact was um, into the guardrail and everything like that and ran down and, uh, you know, was calling out my name. Um, the only thing I really remember at that time was, you know, uh, well, not calling my, out my name, but calling, you know, guy, you know, where are you at, all this other right. stuff. Hearing someone call for me and kind of like, getting like a blurry image through like blood and everything. And I blacked out and that was it. And I woke up days later. So, um, yeah, man, it was, it was an experience that in and of itself, uh, and you know, the recovery and everything was a, a totally different experience in and of itself. You have the accident, which is one part, and then you have the recovery. That's a totally different part. And it's not just the physical as well, you know, um it's a mental and the emotional dude like uh you know who actually like shows up to the hospital um you know it, the emotion and expression on a, you know other people's faces and um you know seeing my parents in the position that uh you know I, I kind of like put them in and everything like that it was uh definitely um different for me uh yeah and I'm again like I'm sorry dude that's like every time I talk about it it's kind of like a a mental thing because it's kind of like I I like I am just envisioning things all over again <laughs> yeah I mean definitely you know don't be sorry about it either and you know it it's something that I know you always have with you and something that you know you do talk about and something that you do sometimes, you know, like, look where you've come from this and like, look how you bounced back. And, you know, uh, I think your Instagram is like, started in a wheelchair or something like that. So yeah, started in a wheelchair, standing 10 feet tall. Now. Yeah, that, there you go. And so I think I think that's very important. Um, that, like, as bad as this was, and as bad as it still is not saying that this is this is gone or anything, but yeah. um, continuing to battle back and continuing to um, stand 10 feet tall and being, you know, doing your best, trying to surround yourself with the right people and trying to do the best for yourself, your family and your loved ones around you. So I definitely appreciate you, you know, kind of going into that story a little bit. Um, yeah. and, uh, it's just such a big part of your life. I don't know how, you know, you could even think about running a business after that, or think about really anything. It's just such a difficult thing to go through. So, after all that, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're still here because you and I wouldn't have met um, and we wouldn't be doing business together and we wouldn't be having this conversation. So there's, and there's obviously a lot more good that comes from you being here. So I uh, definitely yeah. appreciate you sharing all that. Um, you know, going to change gears again. That's what I like to do is in this no, you're conversation. Um, so, you know, we've gotten to know each other now over the last probably the last eight months or a year or something like that. Um, we 
you and I have a different connection because we talk a lot like business owners because we both own our own businesses, even though we work together as, you know, client to agency or whatever you want to call it. Um, but we talk a lot about um, delegating tasks yep. out as a business owner. So uh, if you don't mind for people listening, talk about maybe the importance of when you are growing to delegate tasks out and um, what that means to you, I guess. Uh, yeah, man. Um, that's kind of what, what, so first of all, still a part of like the story and everything. Cause, uh, I think that's kind of like an important part that will also answer this question as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was basically in like a kind of, I would, I guess you could say like an eight to 10 month, like recovery period and everything. Wow. Um, from the time I had my accident, April 13th to my first day back working, which was, uh, late August, I believe it was, um, late August or no, 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 it was October. It was like October. It was like late October, uh, is, is when like my first time back, like coming down in the winter time and everything. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was difficult in and of itself. I had basically, so the business, like I said, I basically started the business right before my accident. And that's really the only thing that kept me sane uh, during my, my recovery and everything. Right. Um, you know, I didn't watch TV. I didn't watch any videos or anything. I just spent, you know, I, I think I was for two and a half weeks in the hospital, like in extensive care. And then I was in another three weeks in recovery um, as far as like, you know, walking again and getting movements and everything like that. Um, another thing, a lot of people don't know everything, but I broke my leg, my foot, um, broke a couple of ribs, broke all my fingers on my left hand, uh, actually had tore off my thumb, had to have that third surgically place back on road rash from you know my top half of my back all the way down to my leg on my left side so that kind of like will paint a picture for you like literally I could not walk you know what I mean like um I had stints in my hands stints in my finger I mean uh, stints in my hands stints in my foot um you know cast everything like that um so take that image I basically was writing in my notebook to you know, I had 13 pages of notes by the time I got out. And as soon as I got out and I got home uh, to my parents' house and everything, because um, they helped care for me. And that's really what helped speed up my recovery. Right. Um, I went right to work at home. I remember my dad asking me, I'm sitting down at the dining room table wincing. And at, I think at one point I, I, I started like throwing up just because I was sitting up for so long. Um, and, uh, He's like, man, lay down. What are you doing? And I'm like, no, I, I got to I'm building my website. That's what I was doing at the time, dude. <laughs> I was building my oh, website. Man. I was figure it out, man. And uh, I, I was like, no, I, I got to get everything. I got to get everything in place that way when, you know, I can, you know, do this physically again. I can hit the road running and, 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 uh, you know, take it by storm and everything like that. Let me tell you, dude, that was, I'm glad I had that thought process at the time. Right. Uh, but my first 
my first month back was hard. <laughs> was hard mentally, physically, everything, man. Um, but during that time being in the wheelchair and everything, um, being at home, I actually still was running my business. Um, I was subcontracting out basically everything. Um, running, running it from the computer. Uh, I wouldn't need, I couldn't even see, you know, job sites just because of the wheelchair and everything like right. that. I didn't really want to take me stuff like that, but I was bidding work, uh, remote, um, talking to people remote, uh, working with subcontractors and everything like that remote, literally having them come to my parents' house to meet them <laughs> to sign deals. And yeah, dude. Um, uh, so that was a very important time you just you sit there and say that was delegating in and of itself you know my first time feeling it and being forced into it uh and at that time I didn't realize how important it was because I was more so just stuck on the vision stuck on you know I I was just so heartbroken on at the fact that I didn't think I was going to be able to operate equipment any anymore because uh Mm -hmm. That's basically what had me doing, you know, my business on the side for, you know, three years and everything like that. And, and, you know, taking it seriously, uh, you know, was the equipment side and what I really like fell in love with um, and the efficiency. Um, And just like sitting in the hospital, I'm not gonna lie, dude, I, I cried for like the first like three days, man, kind of just, you know, a woe is me type thing. you know, uh, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to, you know, have a business. Uh, I literally just bought a house. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it was a lot. It was a lot for real. Um, but um, being forced in it, having to make it work in my head, forced me to delegate, forced me to basically get things off of the ground. Um, and then, like I said, having that period where I got back and that being a hard time, it's just accelerated now, you know, us being, this is my fifth year, dude, uh, fish officially my going on my fifth season, dude. Um, being full time. Yeah, Ooh. exactly, man. Love uh, it, dude. I, we balling, you know, um, and coming full circle it's been super important you know working with you working with some of my other so so contractors whether actually in the field or in the back office having people that you can rely on not even I won't even sit there and say like a team you know having a team's great um but actually breaking it down to a person and really realizing that that's something um even more deep that I, I, where I'm kind of at as far as facilitating tasks, but also networking. Uh, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times, just like, yo, we just feel this energy between us. Like, uh, I mean, it's not even, yeah, it's a business owner energy, but also at the same time, it's just like, dude, I love seeing you grow. Um, likewise on your side and everything. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't need any like advertisements or anything like that when it comes to you or anything like, yo, referrals, he out there, like, this is my boy, you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, wanting to just build with someone on side by side, you know, Mm -hmm. both growing, uh, in your goals and your visions and, you know, the outcome of, uh, your various different industries, like 
man, it's super crucial. It's super passionate. Um, it's super efficient because <laughs> uh, we're able to work just like Luke, um, you know, on a smaller scale, small, small tight knit unit. But, you know, we get it a lot of time, uh, a lot of times. Yeah. You know, you got you're, you're bidding this. You know, I know you guys are larger and everything. Well, how many people you think we, we got? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you know, like 20, 30. No. Nah. Under 10. <laughs> Under 10. <laughs> So, yeah, man, but super, super important, super important. I would not be here literally with without networking, delegating, yeah. trusting. That's a better way of putting it, you know, trusting others, man. Yeah, dude, that's like one of the biggest lessons I've learned. And, um, you know, starting a digital marketing agency and, and I'm not the web designer. I'm not the graphic designer and SEO specialist. Like, I don't, I hardly even like doing that stuff. Um, so it's like having people you know, to delegate that people that love to do that stuff that are really good at it and that I'm giving them an opportunity as well um, to make money and to have a job where they can work anywhere. But it's so much more than that, you know, than just the transactional business. Like I want to create that, the culture, like let's talk about our passions, work-life balance. Like what do you like to do outside of work? I mean, this doesn't always have to be about work. So I think it's been really awesome. You know, I give all the credit to our team we've built at Phaser and just like what we're starting to do now in the dirt world. And then of course, like on the client side, without our clients, I mean, we wouldn't be anything. And it's, it takes so much trust to just, you know, give us the vision, you know, give us honestly, like access to what we have access to and just to like work together for the future. So like delegating has been huge for me as well. And it's like, you're only one person, you can't do it all. And if you think you can, you're probably not to, you're probably not going to accomplish the goals that you're meant to accomplish. So um, I'm glad that, you know, we don't have it all figured out yet, but we're figuring it out together. So I think that's, that's really important too. Um, When it comes to, um, and for people listening again, uh, this is, we've got Devin Burrs on, Uh, he owns Dirt Devil Enterprises out in Maryland. Um, Devin, what, what, give me like your three main services that your business offers. And if you could pick one service that you absolutely love to do the most, what is it? Uh, excavation, grading, concrete. I mean, excavation, grading, if you want to sit there and say they go together, you do that because people do it. So if not that, it would be excavation, concrete, landscape construction, um, now the one see it's a toss-up dude i love excavation so much but uh as of recently in the last like two years getting into concrete um not just the work itself but uh you know the projects and everything i've really enjoyed that um you know getting hands-on as well not just you know bidding the projects and the the profitability side uh, of standpoint um but i think i'd still I think I still would say like excavation grading. It was just different, you know, running a, a heavy equipment. Um, you know, every project is basically different um, and requires a, a different thought process and way you may end up needing to tackle it going into it um, in order to essentially get the same result every single time, which is, you know, customer satisfaction, you know? Right. Um, so 
I, I would I would pretty much sit there. I would have to stick with what brought me here, what brought me into the industry and everything. So excavation, yeah, you know, digging holes. <laughs> yeah, there you go, dude. I love it. And it's absolutely a craft. Um, and I think I was thinking about this today. I bet consistency is huge in your world of just like, if you're not consistent, you're not going to make it very far. And you got to be consistent with your habits. You got to be consistent with the work you're putting out, the, even like the attitude you're bringing towards your customers. Um, I think consistency probably plays a big role in your success. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and also, uh, you know, also the people, again, the people surrounding you, consistency right. as well. I mean, no one's going to hustle if they don't see you hustling, dude. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, right. So what we like to do with our show here, uh, Phaser Friday, is, you know, we always like to bring it back around because we, we get a lot of um, entrepreneurs listening, small business owners, and also people that are listening that someday they may want to start their own business, uh, whether that's in the dirt world or not. So um, for this question, I want to keep it specific to starting an excavation company or starting a construction company. Uh, yeah. What, and we talked about it, you know, a little bit earlier, but what piece of advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get started in the industry? And, uh, what can you tell them, you know, based off of your experiences? Um, honestly, number one, uh, is definitely work for someone or, or, even if you're not going to work for someone, be a mentee, dude, be a sponge, you know, um, that's, that would probably be, have to be number one for me. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm a, I'm a street kid. I sit there and I've learned stuff by hand and, and using street tactics and everything like that. So, uh, mentorship, facing challenges, um, you know, diving in relentlessly <laughs> um all of those things uh I, I would sit there and say it's kind of like at the top you know if you have those things at the top and you're kind of focusing on those uh key points they're very simple but that can get you a lot of running room that can get you a lot of uh, of a head start on the runway man like you a lot of people just want to sit there and you know take off you know like mm -hmm. you know like a rocket or whatever the case may be instead of thinking of it more like a, a jet or, or whatever the case may be like you know it takes momentum in order to take off um but at the same time you got to understand you're not going to be able to take off on a dirt path uh or a dirt you know airstrip as well as you know a nicely paved uh, airstrip so taking that analogy you know that unpaved airstrip is basically you not having any mentorship you just taking on the challenge you know what i mean right. it's going to be way easier with that support um up under you to make things you know smoother for your transition and everything like that man um you know so i, I like i said definitely number one i would have to say is just having some type of mentorship um you know, that that'll save you months, if not years uh, of, of progress and pains, um, especially in the construction industry, too. You know, um, there's a lot of hard asses. Yeah. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if I could say that. <clears throat> oh, yeah. There, you know, there's a lot of uh, those in construction, a lot of tough guys and everything. Um, but at the same time, which I'm pretty sure you've recognized we may technically all be tough, 
but like we all need each other in order to kind of you know excel um and and to get to a certain point like you can't just do it on your own um so yeah if you're getting started dude definitely be ready to face some challenges but be ready to you know listen man you know seek knowledge right seek other you know opinions um out, outside views you don't have to necessarily listen to all of them i mean mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to implement all of them but you definitely need to listen you definitely need to shut up like that's that's a big thing for sure yeah definitely i mean i, I just think that's spot on and i appreciate you sharing that too and and you know you come from a place of you're not feeling like you know everything either so it, it is even more genuine then of just like um when you are starting out and even when you're at where you are now it's like soak up everything you don't have to implement everything you hear but at least take it in be a good listener um soak it all up you know being humble i think is huge of just like not pretending like you know everything and you know just keeping an open mind being willing to pivot innovate with your business um and sometimes how people have done it the last hundred years isn't always the best way. And I think really working on yourself and your core values of what you think is the right thing to do is a lot of times, um, you know, really the best way to go about it. So, um, you know, lastly, uh, Devin, I really appreciate you being on the show. Um, if people want to follow along with uh, dirt devil, if they want to come into contact with you, kind of ask you entrepreneurship questions, What's the best way they can follow along with you or contact you? Uh, I, I always say Instagram, dude. Uh, Instagram is uh, our portfolio. Uh, so, you know, that's the most recent stuff to kind of like keep up with us. I'm, I've been slacking. We talked about that. I'm sorry. Um, we're, 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 we're getting back on the horse as far as asking a standpoint. But um, yeah, I would sit there and say, do that. Uh, or, you know, if you want to go to the website, reach out that way. You could, you could do that. That's, that's always fine. You know, we could, we could always talk. That's no problem at all, man. Yeah. Awesome. And if, if you guys are listening on the podcast or on YouTube, uh, you can head over to our website. Uh, it's phasermarketing.com and then forward slash phaser dash Friday dash home. Uh, you can see Devin's full episode and all the links to his social media and contact information. So, uh, Devin with that, I, can't thank you enough, man. I, you know, appreciate our business relationship, but more than that, our friendship and just what we've been going through together. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, the next week, the next month and the next year with you, because I know we've got a lot of things in store. So once again, I appreciate you being on the show and, uh, you know, we'll see you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Appreciate the time. And, uh, yeah, man. Dude. All right. Let's go.